0: This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Welcome to Entrepreneur Series Season Two. The theme of this season is let's get down to the root. This series provides basic knowledge business owners or aspiring business owners need to know to be able to run a successful business. This season will touch on topics or related issues almost every entrepreneur faces on a personal level and professional level. Expect guests that are expertise on their individual field coming to this show to share some of their wisdom in regard to the topic. If you are interested in advertising your product or services, email us at venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Without further ado, here's your host, Connie.
1: Welcome to Venture with Connie podcast. I'm your host Connie. Welcome to a brand new episode of Entrepreneur series. Okay, guys, um, I will welcome everyone, um, listening from different countries, because you guys are growing every time, and I love you all, and I appreciate. All of you guys, um, wherever you're listening from, your any country that you're listening from, shout out to you. I can shout out to each country because um, I don't have the list with me right now. But I wanna let you know that I, I see you and I appreciate you. Okay, we have a couple of announcements. So um if you're a woman of faith, woman of faith and you want to grow in your walk with christ um i will highly encourage you to join our bible study because this podcast have an extension called um vent to god that's where uh, women from different ages different race ethnicity come together you know um in zoom to study the word of god you know um to study the bible and um, if you're interested, please come send us email com. and we host this Bible study biweekly on Mondays at six thirty p.m. Central Time. So if you're interested, shoot us email. Okay. Talking about women's today's um March is still a uh, Women's Month, and um um I started this thing last episode, and I'm continuing it for the remainder of this, um, month, um, to shout out, um, to shine light to, uh, one, um, woman that inspires me a lot. And, um, um, the one that I'm sharing out to today is, um, Christy Batire Obufe. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing her last name right. But if I'm not, I'm sorry um, for mispronouncing your name, Reverend Christie. I call her Reverend Christie. So um, she's a woman full of wisdom, understanding, and compassion. Her education background is from electrical... Uh, electronics engineering, but she opted out for ministry because she found more joy and fulfillment from doing God's work. She runs multifaceted ministry with emphasis on the Word of God, music, and down-to-earth teaching. Um, she hosts this um Instagram live session that she teaches signs of end times. So um. If you're on Instagram, please make sure you check her out on Instagram um to join this live session 'cause um uh, with her teaching she helped us to know of course identify some of the signs through the Bible and also um and also basically to what's the word? To help, you know, prepare you for evangelism and, you know, going forth and drawing people, more, drawing more people to, um, Christ. So that's why I enjoy her live stream. So, um, um and I enjoy ha- how um I love how she teaches unadulterated and true gospel without sugar coating anything. She's very down to earth in the sense that she's unapologetically herself. I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce that word. I don't know why, but you guys get what I'm saying. She has a beautiful voice that um that I enjoy every time she sing every time she sings a song at the beginning of her live session um yeah I encourage everyone listening to me to go follow her on Instagram at Christy kristibatire or check out her website com. she's a member of the American Association of Christian Counselors a certified life coach and a member of the American Association of Sexual Addiction therapist if you need help in these areas in your life please do not hesitate or don't be shy to get help okay so sign up for her services by going to her website well thank you reverend Christy, for all you do and i love you with that being said i know i know many of you listening to me right now came here to hear how to make money and also run a successful business in the future so i do not want to waste any more of your time let's jump right into the topic of today but before we begin i will encourage you to grab a paper and a, and a pen because this information this episode is full of information that you will want to write down you just don't want to listen to it and let it just pass by no you actually want to write it down because you want to run a successful business right so i would highly highly encourage you to you know write all these things down so with that being said let's jump right into the topic of today which is leadership with my special guest enjoy All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and welcome our guest today. She is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and published author who is passionate about empowering people to achieve the highest standards of their purpose. Having a bachelor's degree and master's in business administration, she has grown to become passionate about equipping her clients with the tools to be more productive successful and enjoy a better quality of life she's also a doctor she she's also a doctoral candidate in industrial and organizational psychology as she aims to provide value value to organizations in learning and development Employee engagement and organizational effectiveness. She's the founder and CEO of Junario, a company that equips student professionals, and business owners with the tools and resources to be successful in different areas of their life. Junario is also the parent company of Junario Publishing, which focuses on bringing a writer's vision to life on paper, as, as well as Nurelens, a wooden eye eyewear collection with blue light blocking solution for students and professionals. She's also the co-founder and chief business development officer of of Waze, a learning management system that works to meet the language learning needs of Haitian Creole speakers and learners. In November of 2019, she authored and published Sharing My Lens, The College Experience. In which she shares some of the gems that she learned about college, giving her personal, professional, and academic experiences. She's intentional about being an agent of motivation, inspiration, and encouragement to the world around her. All right, let's welcome our guest today, who is um, Juliet Nelson. Hello, Juliet. How are you doing today? How you doing? Hi, today? I'm doing
2: well. How are you?
1: I'm well, I'm well. Oh my God. It's good to have you on the show. And I can't wait to get to know more about you, but while reading your bio, um, you you describe yourself as a thought leader, and that was my first time ever hearing that. So what does that mean? A thought leader is basically someone who... um,
2: very much leads on a particular thought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you have a, a certain, I would say a certain mission or you have just a certain area um, or a narrative that you seek to promote, right? And really encourage people to frame their thinking or you know, challenge their thinking um, to your particular field of expertise or your particular functional area. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, what I do a lot is, especially with my clients, is really encourage the concept of working with purpose, mm-hmm. um, you know, being purposeful and impactful. Not, you know, of course, we, we know that people have the potential to do great, um, but What my encouragement is, especially with my background, um, I've worked with business owners, students, and so on and so forth, you know, it's, it's really framing your mind to say, okay, I'm not solely, for example, going to college just because I want to be a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer, right? I know that I'm meant to help people. I'm meant to make an impact in a certain way.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. I guess I've always known this, but I probably didn't have a word for it. But right, thought leader. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So okay. yeah, when
2: you when you know your functional area and your what the the area where you could really say, okay, I'm an expert
0: mm-hmm. here.
2: You have that power now to really in, in influence um, and inspire people to um and challenge people to you know take on new perspectives and so on and so forth as it relates to that area. So.
1: Mm. Wow. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Our topic to today is leadership. Basically how aspiring business owners can be a leader in their personal life or and even professional life. Um, let's start with the definition. What does leadership means to you? To me, uh, leadership is the ability
2: to um, influence or impact people's behaviors, their values, um, their thoughts, um, and their beliefs. I think that's, that's really it. Whether, whether you positively impact it or negatively impact it, the re- reality is as a leader, you are able to impact, um, you know, how people think, how they move, how they act, um, and, and what they believe as well.
1: Wow. Um. Yeah. You were, you mentioned something at the beginning when you were describing, um, the thought leader. You say something right. about power. because you say you have you are you are a specialty in this particular field, so you have the power. You know all things. Um. And right. it kind of um, make me think because I never look at leadership as a power it is like it's a power thing too cuz yeah cuz that's what it is when you can impact people influence people that's power that's the power you have you know you know over Absolutely. them and i th-
2: i think people um people don't and this is my humble opinion but people don't i think people manipulate and they corrupt the t- the the concept of power right some yes. people they have power because they have a title they have a position And based on that, you know, they, they try to exert their authority in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, but a leader it's, it's, your power is not based on how much money you make. It's, it's not based on, um, you know, even your title, you Mm -hmm. know, your, the power that you have is really based on how you can influence other people. And when you're looking at the different types of leaders, we have um, transformational leaders, where mm. or ch- charismatic leaders, um, where you know you 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 really are leading people toward a vision, right? You yes. have servant leaders, um, where mm. the servant um, you you really take on a concept of servanthood. You are working side by side with those you're leading. You're mm. also you're leading, but you're also okay with following, right? Yes. Um, then you have an authentic leader, someone who really ethically, and morally says, you know what, I want to be as genuine and sincere as possible in my leadership. I genuinely want the best for the people that I'm responsible for. And and you'll find um, that some people, and and I've seen different cases where you have, I mean, a janitor, right, um, in a school, and a kid, for example, who doesn't want to go to class, or a kid who's cutting class, and that janitor because of his ability to connect with the students right to um, meet them at their level speak to them like they're human beings be kind be respectful at that point even him in his position even though he's like not a principal or anything like that but he now has the power to impact and inspire and influence their decisions right Mm, it could be a kid who says you know what I was failing, but I had this janitor and I was being bullied in school and I never wanted to come to school, but I had a janitor who was very nice and said, good morning or whatever the case may be. And that inspired me and that encouraged me to go to class, to study, to do better. Um, And so when we look at power, you know, it's something more intangible versus, um, I guess, what we see day to day um, in today's society. So.
1: yes yes it makes a lot of sense um why um okay because i'm a christian so i always um defer to the bible that's why the book of james um says that not everyone should be a teacher or a leader something that line because you it's like you have to it's a power that you have and Mm -hmm. you have the power to change people's mind you know even their life too the course of their life too absolutely it's very very important. So, um, you are a founder and CEO of Jun- Juneri, a company yes. that equips students, professionals, and business owners with the tools and resources to be successful in the different areas of their life. How can students be a leader in their life right now, especially when it comes to um, like student loans? You know, making a decision on which major or degree to go for. Like, how can they take that leadership role in their personal life
2: well first and foremost before you can lead anybody you have to lead yourself right Mm, there's a level of discipline there's a level of um yeah i would say that's what it's called there's a level of discipline that you have to have um over yourself um before you really can impact other people um, and, and it's easier said than done, but I think especially with students, um, you really want to ha- take on the willingness to learn. And unfortunately, I mean, um, even with my students, I've had to be honest with them. When I was in high school, I hated school. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, if you look at me now and see how how much I love to learn and so on and so forth, it wasn't even that I didn't like to learn. It's just that I hated school. And I think there are a lot of, kids and, and students and young people, they do love to learn, but they may not be in the environment that that really fosters their love for learning. So they don't even know that that's something they like to do. Um, that being said, as a leader, you know, you, I think, and I think society and their community has something to do with it as well. But we really have to encourage students and young people to consider what their impact. In- impact and their purpose is in the world mm. um because when you really can understand what you're meant to do you're able to live just a little differently you're able to walk and talk differently um and I'll just give you an example you know when when we ask kids what they want to be when they grow up they give you all these great big stuff I want to be an astronaut and I want to be I don't know I don't I want to be the doctor and, and I grew up my parents are Haitian so mm. in the Haitian community. Um, you know, if you're not a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, or engineer, for the most part, you failed in life. Yes. Right. Um, and that's the problem where you have some kids who might go to school and they're like, well, my mom wants me to be a nurse. My mom wants me to be a doctor and so on and so forth. And they go in and they're like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Right. But what they don't understand is going to school for nursing. Going to school in pre law, right? Um, even going to law school, it doesn't always mean that you have to be an attorney. Going to school for nursing doesn't always mean that you have to be a nurse working in the emergency room, mm-hmm. right? And when we're talking about the medical field, it's not just nursing. You can do nutrition, mm-hmm. right? You can do um, public health. Um, so there are so many different areas, and 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 again. If we're able to tap in, or if a, a student is able to really tap into themselves and ask themselves, "What am I meant to do on this earth? What impact am I supposed to make on this earth?" And it might take some time, yeah. but you know, not who do, not what do I want to be, but what do I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or who do I want to be? And that's not associated with a title. I want to be someone right who helps people i want to be someone who helps people improve their quality of life helps people make better decisions you can help people make better decisions as a lawyer you can make people help people make better decisions as a psychologist you can you you see what i mean so when we even social worker too right even a social worker so when when you understand your purpose now you you have a level of discipline where you have a little bit of control over your learning journey hmm. right Yes I, I want to help people make healthier choices. I'm studying nutrition or I'm in nursing school and maybe I might not do it as a nurse but I can do it as a dietitian. Yes right I might not do it as a dietitian I might uh, be able to, maybe work for the Department of Health or work for a nonprofit organization that encourages people to make healthier choices. And so when you understand that, you become a leader because now you're working to influence your own choices, build a level of discipline, strive to be a learner on your life's journey. And that puts you in a position to also take what you've learned about yourself and empower and impact other people.
1: Wow, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. I mean, I like the way you rephrase that question. Um, um, who do I? What do I want to do, or who do I want to be? You know, because right. you're right. Uh, we have all these um desires, but um, when we are told, oh, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or an mm-hmm. engineer, even though you're. That's not what you desire, but because that's what people say. Now you have to force yourself or try to make yourself um fit in that other person's um dream or that other person's Mm -hmm. um perspective on how your life should be or what you should do, you know. And that's not how it is. Like you say, you have to start from the beginning. From the right. ground of, okay, what do I even like in the first place? You know, what right. interests me? Then from there, you can finally break it down and I, I find a, a career path that fits there, not the other way Absolutely. around. Finding a career right. path that fits you, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And you
2: what I'm saying? And I mean, I remember, I completely understand what you're saying. And for me, I try, I I know the, the, the feeling of, I, I remember being an undergrad, And I would tell people, you know, I want to do international business. I want to travel the world. And I didn't really know what that included. I just knew that I wanted to connect with people from different cultures. Mm -hmm. And I would often get um, people who told me, well, do you plan on getting married? Are you dating anybody? (laughs) You know, what husband or what boyfriend is going to let, you know, his lady just travel and do whatever she wants. And, and for me, I'm like, you know, granted, I'm not married now, Mm -hmm. but The reality is, I'm kind of like, why do we place those limitations on kids? You know what I mean? If they have a dream, let them dream. You know, if they have a purpose, let them find their purpose and let them be impactful in their purpose. Mm -hmm. I always tell this story. um, One of my students, second grader, um, cutest thing ever. Um, When I start with my assessments with my students, the first question I try to ask is, um, one of the first questions is, what do you want to do? And um, some students may say, "I want, I want to be a basketball player. I want to be this, and I want to be that." And I say, "No, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. What do you want to do?" And this second grader, in all seriousness, I cannot make this up. He said, "I want to play Fortnite," and that's a video. It's a popular <laughs> video game with these kids. Wow. And I was like, "I was like, wait, you? What do you want to do?" And he said, "I want to play Fortnite." I said, "For the rest of your life?" He said, I, "Yep, I want to play Fortnite." I said, "So when you grow up, you just gonna play Fortnite?" And he said, yeah. And I said, what if, what if you got to create games for other kids to play? And he was like, oh, I like that, you know? Um, And so that really piqued his interest. And, you know, there have been a couple of lessons where I've gone on um, my websites and I've showed him the back end where there's all the codes and stuff like that. And I don't know what they, they mean because um, that's not my field of expertise. But I told him, I said, this is what people do when they create these video games, right? They they get involved software developers and, and website developers and so on and so forth and computer engineers and so on and so forth. They, they learn the back end of these websites and these programs and they build it. They build these video games. And I said, you know, is that something you'd be interested in? And he said, yeah. And so now he can probably go into school and say, hey, I'm going to study computer science or I'm going to study information technology. Yes. But if he does not become a website developer, maybe it might be a software developer. Maybe he might be a graphic designer. Maybe he might be um, a, a data analyst or a data scientist. You know, there it's like a world of possibility. Yes. And we really need to be able to allow people to know what their purpose is, but emphasize the purpose because with purpose comes flexibility you're not yes. stuck in a box your purpose belongs to you nobody can take it from you right that you is know so if, true. If, if you don't get you know at 15, 1500 people applying for one nursing job okay one person got the job but there are so many other opportunities
0: that's true
1: that's true right. absolutely yeah. absolutely i love the way you had the the, the boy i mean <laughs> that he was so honest because at that mm-hmm. young age that's all you think about you know mm-hmm. so it, it's it's unfair when we put all this expectation on them thinking right. about doctor lawyer they don't even know what doctor and lawyer encompass right. like they're just talking about it because that's what people are saying you know so and I'm i think glad. it's
2: also important and i'm sorry to cut you up, but it's also important to let students know that it's okay if you want to be an electrician. Yes. It's okay if you want to do construction. It's perfectly okay. And if you don't want to go to college and you choose to go to trade school where you can learn and work with your hands,
1: don't yes. see
2: so it. If you want to be a, a um, you know, what is it? A work in culinary. If you want to be a chef or a cook, fine. Sure. You know, but the important thing is ensuring that we can provide them with the support so they understand how to manage their learning journey. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
2: these are the resources that you want to have so that you can be successful. You want to take on internships. You want to connect. If you want to be a chef, connect with other chefs, you know, learn about what they're doing. If you want to be a construction worker, find other construction workers, see if you can, you know, build different things at home, you know, help them to cultivate those, those skills, because it doesn't make them any less because they're not a lawyer. Wow. It just means they're able to live in their purpose, but it doesn't look like how somebody else is living in their purpose. Hmm. They can improve somebody's quality of life. You know, if I have some, if I can't turn on my, elec- my electricity, um, I remember even reaching out to one of my friends yesterday. I I got a new cable box and I didn't know the beginning, middle or last thing to do with it. I plugged out the previous cable box and I completely forgot the setup. And I called my friend and he's like, why are you calling me? I'm like, cause I don't know this stuff, (laughs) right? But we think about it and we might be little people who work as electricians or work as um, technicians or whatever but we do need them and they provide a significant amount of value. And so we need to also push this narrative that you're not less than because you, you didn't become a lawyer or you didn't become an engineer or you didn't become a doctor. If you're a, uh, if you're a a seamstress or a tailor, trust me, you have a lot of
1: value because we need these people. We need these people. Right. We do. Just like we need our essential workers. Right. Yes. Yes. We all need each other. We all need those, um, um, jobs, those, um, careers. Absolutely. We need all of them. I need a doctor. I also need someone to sew my clothes like, like, right. cause I love fashion, you know, mm-hmm. so, that's good. That's good. I'm enjoying this conversation so far. So I want us to now talk about the business side of it. So how can business owners or aspiring business owners, um, become a leader become an effective leader in their um businesses
2: um again that goes back to the purpose and the impact right of course um as a business owner I mean it's it's your castle it's your kingdom it's your empire right so you call the shots you do what you want yeah but beyond that you know you're eventually going to have to maybe outsource. You're going to have to call on contractors. You're going to have to call on lawyers. You're going to have to call on someone to manage social media or someone in production and so on and so forth. And as a leader, you always have to think about how you're connecting with people, Mm. right? The relationships that you're building with people, because that's how you really become a leader in your business. Yes. right how are you connecting with people and how are you also living out your purpose as you collect, connect with people mm. I know with my team you know um, my team one thing I always tell them our mission the mission of Junuri is to empower students and professionals to achieve the highest standard of their purpose mm. and when I speak to them I tell them that this is a mission that we need to emulate mm. if we're going to push that message out And so from my team, I tell them the standard is excellence, right? Mm -hmm. I expect you, I expect you to now be open to empowering other, but others, but with that, you have to also want to live to the highest standard of your purpose, Mm -hmm. because that's what we emulate. And so again, yes, you have the title of CEO, you have the title of CFO, but how are you building these relationships? And also, what is the message that your company sends? Every company has some kind of symbolism behind it, right? It has some kind of meaning, no matter what product or service you're offering. Even if it's the Amazons and the Barnes and Nobles of the world, they all have some message. Um, and so what is the message as a leader that you're, you're, you're conveying to your customers, to the world, to your employees, to your teams, um, as a business owner. And that, and that's really it. That's, that's leadership. How do you influence? How do you impact? So,
1: wow. Okay. So what I'm getting is basically lead by example and you can give what you don't have. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Guys, I hope you guys are paying attention so far. Okay. Um, Let's talk about collaboration in terms of um, team collaboration, collaboration in the workplace, even brand collaboration. I read somewhere that um, collaboration is key to growth because it increases purchasing power and grow revenues. Is there any truth to this at all?
2: Yes, there's absolute truth to it. I know that, um, I, right now, I own Junuri, uh, Junuri and Nuri are 100% owned by me.
1: Okay.
2: Um, and, and there is collaboration in, in those two entities. Um, it just looks differently. But the burden <laughs> is completely different than Voisin and Junuri Publishing because I have business partners in Junuri Publishing and mm-hmm. Voisin. I have co-founders. And mm-hmm. so with the co-founders, you know, um, because the company belongs to both of us, it's awesome to bounce ideas off of each other. I know with my business partner, with Voize, you know, just talking, I remember even before we founded the company, talking about the vision and the mission, like what we wanted to do and the impact we wanted to have. You know, it's two creative minds um, coming together and and just producing greatness even just from a, a thought perspective. Right. Um, but beyond that, you know, collaboration helps you to go far. You know, I know um, I've had many points in my company where I was really running the whole ship. And what happens is when I'm running the whole ship, you know, for example, for a service based company, if I'm delivering the service, I don't have time to run the social media yeah. and to you know, manage the business, like I have to do one at a time. And so what could, what could maybe take me a couple of weeks? Now it's taking me a couple of couple of months to achieve. And so for that reason, I had to bring on a team who now is able to, everyone takes on a different role Mm -hmm. and the business is able to move forward. It's able to grow. And I'm still able to do what I do as a business owner whether it's provide the service, develop it, or manage things um, from an overarching point of view. Um, And so collaboration looks different in different companies, right? You might have a co-founder. I know my mentors, they always tell me, you're going to have to get more help when it comes to your companies because my companies have multiple dimensions. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's about building teams (laughs) that can really push the companies forward. Otherwise, if it's just me, it, it takes too long yes. to balance everything. Um, and I know for them, you know, they have a product-based company that's been, you know, it's it's been growing exponentially, but even with the two of them, they've had to collaborate with mm. other entities to really help them to continue to build the business. Mm. So again, collaboration looks differently. It can be, you know, for different companies, it can be you outsourcing, it can be you getting a team, it can be you getting a, a, a business partner to help you run the business, but it's it's very, very important, because it really helps you to move forward, and also helps you to grow.
1: So Wow, oh, okay, so um, it, is, it is necessary then. Um, oh, absolutely. So, but, uh, I'm sure some people listening will be wondering, so how do people vent who to collaborate with or companies to collaborate with? Or, you know, like you have a co-founder, like, how do you go about, you know, venting the right person?
2: Um, well, I know with my co-founder, it was, you know, it, it was, so it happened in two different ways for Voisin, my business partner, if I remember clearly, um, He's more in graphic design and um, computer technology and all that. And I'm more on the learning side. I love everything about learning and growth and so on and so forth. So I think we were just both talking Mm -hmm. and he's like, I've wanted to create this um, learning platform. And I I think he wanted to like create like an app or something. And Mm -hmm. for me, I just wanted to develop a curriculum to teach people different languages, specifically Haitian Creole. Yeah. Because um, with Haitian Creole, people consider it as a slang and it's not. Um, it's a combination and people like to associate it a lot with French, but it's it's a combination of of, of Latin languages uh, 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 a number of Latin languages in addition to the languages from our our from home, from our mother tongue, our African mother tongue yeah. because slaves and slave owners needed a way to, You know, communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. And so, based on that, you know, we found that in Haiti, people have to learn French Mm -hmm. before they can learn English because the books are in French for them to learn English. Or they have to learn English if they want to learn another language. Mm -hmm. Or if they want to learn, period, they have to learn a language outside of the official language in Haiti for them to really be able to have the resources that they need. Um, Even in the United States, we brought up the fact that, you know, I'm Haitian American. I was born in the States and we found that there's not as many resources for Haitian Americans who want to learn Haitian Creole. Mm-hmm. You know, I was fortunate to be surrounded by people who, you know, I I was just in positions where I, I had to learn and I had to adjust, um, but not everybody gets that luxury. Um, so, you know, me putting my desire to want to be able to teach people Haitian Creole and so on and so forth. And him wanting to come up with this platform, we were like, Hey, why don't we just do this together? And that's how that happened. Um, now with the publishing company, I'd actually published a book under Junuri. Um, and we launched Junuri publishing as just a, a um, branch in Junuri. And then I, had an investor, someone who came to me and said, listen, I'm not going to wait until Juno Republishing is making, you know, millions or whatever the case may be when I can't afford to invest. So he that kind of planted a seed. And we said, you know what, we're just going to co-found Juno Republishing as a separate um, child company. Um, so that's that's really how it happened so in terms of finding a business partner you might just find that you know you're kicking it with your friends and you both have a great idea and you come together and the rest is history but I will tell you you really want to identify who is who has the same drive and the same passion as you yes because I bounced ideas off of certain people Um, and you know, the conversation is, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to bring it to fruition. I'm the type of person, when you give me an idea, I've already mapped out a three to five year plan and I'm ready to get to work yesterday. Me too. (laughs) Some people are not like that. And for some people, they don't care about turning their hobbies into work. They don't care for it. They want to do it when they feel like it. Mm -hmm. Um, So you really want to be able to identify who's on the same playing field with you. Are you both saying, oh, this is a hobby, we'll get to it when we get to it? Or are you both saying we're both ready to go now? Because if the other person is not ready to go when you're ready to go, then maybe you shouldn't be doing business together.
1: That's true, that's true. When
2: it comes to building your team, um, I mean, there are different platforms you can use. Um, I think the best, one of the best ways to go about it is going through your network Mm. and really identifying what you need as a business owner, you know, my needs may not be the same as everyone else. Um, I know that um, I'm a control freak. So I like to know everything that's going on (laughs) in my company because it's associated with my name. It's a small business. So when people see January, when they see New Orleans, more than likely they're going to identify that it's Juliet Nelson behind the companies. and so I like to be aware of what's going on, but I've found that when I don't have to really think about the fact that something is missing or something wasn't done, I will not bother you.
1: Okay. So if that's I good. know you
2: have a project, right, and it's due, for example, March 20th, and you came to me and communicated on March 15th, hey, I'm wrapping up, I'm doing good, um, I'll be in touch on the 20th. I won't, I won't bother you. You won't like radio silence. I won't bother you. But March 19th might come and I haven't heard anything. <laughs> hey, how are you coming along? What's, what's going on? Um, and some people are able to meet that need. There are some people who don't want to be asked. There are some people who just want to deliver on the day of. And there are other people who are open to having that open line of communication, giving mm-hmm. weekly updates, giving biweekly updates. So based on that, me knowing my needs, I know that this is what I can communicate and put out there you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and so when you're vetting, really figure out what you need, not just the specific service. You don't only need someone to run your social media. How are they going to run your social media? What are the deadlines? Do you want them posting content every week or do you want them to submit it and schedule it before the month begins, you Mm -hmm. know, and when you know that, when you know what you need and and also what is the communication contract? How often are they going to communicate with you? um people everyone has a different style um and i like to go back to like instagram because um different uh experts they they convey themselves differently right so when you have a certain style about you a certain aesthetic you can communicate that and then you can look for that you know ask people for their resumes ask people for their portfolios um ask them what their working style is sometimes even understanding their personality, asking different questions to really understand their personality can also help you better know, okay, is this person a good fit for me?
1: Hmm. Wow. So. Those are good questions. I hope you guys are writing the, not down all these um, important questions to ask. Wow. Cause for me, I'm writing them down too, as well. But, um, um, so, um, I'm not sure um, the way you already say you have workers, you have teams. So that's really good. So as a business, as a small business owner, disagreement and criticism can be difficult to navigate, especially when you are new to running a business. Um, as a CEO and founder to more than one company, what is your advice to a small business owner on how to respond to criticism and how to handle agreement, um, disagreement in workplace?
2: That is a very good question. Um, Wow, that's a good question. (laughs) So I think I'm gonna have to like take this in layers. Well, first I think the important thing to know is you, this is your, when you have your own business and I'm talking about um, a business that you own that belongs to you, it is under your name legally Um, and even as a leader, um, but especially when you have a business, no one understands your business better than you do.
1: Yes.
2: Okay. Um, So you are the king or the queen in your castle and your empire. However, if you think you know everything, then you probably don't know much. Mm. Um, And that's why I say there's different layers to this, right? At the end of the day, the decisions are yours to make. Um, I know some people, I've been identified as, or characterized as stubborn because I am a person where I might have a dilemma and I might ask you, okay, what would you do? And you would offer your advice of what you would do And then I might do the complete opposite thing. And it's not because your advice wasn't good enough. It's because I determined that it wasn't the best decision for me to make at that time. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Now, it could turn out that your advice was probably the better decision and something went wrong. But that becomes a teachable moment for me And it becomes an opportunity for me to take responsibility for my decisions. Yes. So as a leader, as a business owner, you understand that you're not just following what people do because they said so. You're doing things because that's the best thing for that you've determined is the best thing for you to do for your team, for your company, for your organization, right? Um, But again you should always be open to learning from different people, right? Yes. Um, because there's something, there's always something you can take from it. Either this is what I want to do, or this is not what I want to do. When it comes to criticism, you have to understand the difference between constructive and non-constructive criticism, because not all criticism is constructive. Yes. People, people, And we spoke about power, right? People like to feel that they have a voice. Everybody wants to feel included. They want to feel heard, right? And so people will exert their voice so that it it feeds into their need to feel heard, right? And what we really have to understand is while people want to feel heard and people have the right to express themselves, you have the right as to what you receive and keep from them. Yes. And, you know, I've had people who come to me and they say, I don't like this and I don't like that. And in some circumstances, I would have to tell them, thank you for your unsolicited opinion, because I didn't ask you. (laughs) Um, And while you have the right to share your opinion, please understand that I have the right as to what I do with it. Yes. And they can say whatever they want. But that's just the reality of human nature. Everyone has a choice to make. And so, as a business owner, you just want to be able to weed out constructive versus non-constructive criticism, and that goes back to what is the best decision for me to make for myself, for my company, for my team. Yes. Um, disagreements are going to happen. Disagreements. Uh, and and I know we're in this world where there's such an emphasis on mental health, right? Yes. And some people say, you know, I separate business and personal. Right. So, and I'm one of those people I could be, I could get in the largest, the most serious disagreement um, within a business, within my work. And once I walk out, one, once I take that hat off, <laughs> Hey, how are you? How's has the family? How's school? Yes. And, and they're looking at you like, Wait, were we not just arguing inside? <laughs> and it could be a respectful argument. I mean, I, I was i I'm a children's choir director. And, and it throws the kids off because they might have did something they weren't supposed to do. And I call them out on it. That's unacceptable, yes. right? This is unacceptable. This behavior is unacceptable. But once we're done and the final prayer is done in the children's choir, have a good night, get home safe. And they're looking at me like, but I just got in trouble. <laughs> but that's the separation of business and personal where you can respectfully disagree with someone. mm mm-hmm. You can respectfully not see things um, eye to eye, but it doesn't infringe on your personal interactions with them, Mm -hmm. right? If there are even personal interactions. However, if you're in your professional interactions, the disagreements are causing you to feel unsafe, Mm -hmm. then in that case, you have the right to, well, you always have the right to disengage. Mm -hmm. But understand that as a business owner, especially, you have to apply your creativity and your brain power to so many things in building your business. And so if there's a disagreement, or if there's a level of conflict from a partner, from a team member, from whatever the case may be, that that is infringing on your ability to, to work, to function, to be productive, to grow, and so on and so forth, at that point, you have to understand that you have the right to disengage, disengage and say, this is not right for me. Mm-hmm. This partnership is not healthy. Yes. And people can say it's personal. Cool. You know, at that point you don't separate business and personal. Yes. Cause you're always a person, no matter where you go. Right. <laughs> That's true. It's making your personhood feel unsafe. If your personhood is unsafe, chuck up the deuces. It's, it, this is not right for me. This is not a healthy working because everybody needs a healthy working environment. So when the healthy working environment isn't safe, you have the right to disengage. When a disagreement comes to that point, you know, this is not right for me and and you know, it was good d- doing business with you, but you know, this this is not healthy for me. Wow. And be okay with that.
1: Yes, definitely. So basically um I I think my own suggestion would be because hearing you talk and explain that, um, you would need some certain level of emotional maturity to run right. a business because there's a lot that you right. have to, you encounter and you have right. to learn how to separate it. Like the way you're talking about separating personal life from business mm-hmm. life and also knowing when both of them is being affected and to disengage. Right. So. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. That's good. Okay, the next question that I'm about to ask um my seems for to my um listeners some listeners um, it might seems too far fetched maybe because um um you are aspiring business owner or at the, you are at the early stage of your business or your bank account is looking like I cannot afford to hire anyone right now but um However, we must focus on the possibilities and hope for the best in our business adventures. So my question is, as a business owner, at some point, the need to hire workers will arise. What are some recommended measurement systems that needs to be put in place to aid measuring team performance?
2: Well, for small businesses, um, the first thing you have to do is outline your perfor- they call it, per- I mean, in, in organizational behavior um, and the organization, in workplace sciences, they call it um, your performance metrics. They, some people have different terms, but your performance metrics, your metrics, it's basically a standard of how, of what you consider successful or unsuccessful, right? Yes. Um, they have something called SMART goals as well. Um, which is is a a great way to hold people accountable as well. And and that's something you can help hold yourself accountable. Smart goals are specific, they're measurable, they're attainable, they're relevant, and they are timely, okay? So basically you're identifying um, a specific outcome you need that you can measure that is realistically attainable, that is actually important to your business, And that will happen within a specific time Mm -hmm. and it looks different for everyone um so you can be a small business owner and you say okay i i don't know i need um you find that you need someone to um, pack boxes you can say i need a hundred boxes packed every day and shipped out that's something you can measure And that also goes into performance. So now if your team is only packing 20 boxes, you now have to go back and say, what is causing them to pack 20 boxes? Is it because they're sitting around all day? Or is it because the conditions that I'm having them work under are not conducive to them packing 100 boxes? So the first step is really identifying the outcomes that you're looking for. Then you need to communicate those outcomes to your team mm-hmm. and they need to agree on it. You understand, we understand and we're agreeing that this is what I'm looking for. If they disagree, you can adjust it or you can say, sorry, this is not what I'm looking for. Um, and, and this is my, these are the specific outcomes that I need. But you really wanna identify your outcomes. Then um, I know like larger companies and I I do this in my company. I actually came up with, um, they call them key performance indicators, KPIs. But I came up with a chart, right? And I said, these are the outcomes I need and they're basic outcomes um, in five categories um, for my team. And then they get scored from one to five. And based on the score... I determine different intervals, different thresholds where if this is your score, you're you're underperforming and this if this is your score, you're meeting expectations, if this is your score, you're surpassing expectations. And then you can have that conversation of identifying what the pain points are and seeing, you know, what they need or what you need so that you can get what you you can get the outcomes that you're looking for. Um You know, otherwise, again, if it's something that you can easily measure, for example, money, for example, packing boxes, for example, getting something done by a certain time, then that's what's being measured. But that's the best way to go about measuring performance. And for a small business, um, I would say, think of the outcome first. Think of the end in mind. What are you looking for? And not saying by the end of the year, this is what I need. You, You wanna start small because as a small business, um you know with larger organizations it's easy to say we're going to do performance reviews twice a year or once a year but as a small business because every single minute and second that someone works for you counts you want to divide them into smaller increments so what are the monthly expectations the monthly outcomes you're looking for for some it might be daily but what are the weekly or the monthly or the quarterly outcomes you could also say by the end of the year this is what i'm hoping to have but at least it allows you to be proactive earlier instead of suffering after tolerating someone who's not bringing you results at the end of the year.
1: Wow. So, Wow. That's a good answer. I mean, that seems a lot, but I hope you guys are writing all this thing down because you are, you, you are giving out very good, you know, information and, um, and I'm writing it down later on. I have to probably go back to it, but thank you so much for all this information that you're providing. But, um, we're coming to the end of this. Do you have any last remark or any word of encouragement for small business owners?
2: Uh, word of encouragement. Um, not every day is going to be easy. Yes. But um, remember your purpose. Remember your why and allow that to drive everything you do.
1: Wow. That's perfect. Short and simple, and straight to the point. I Absolutely. love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Juliet, for coming. Um, I'm, like I can, I don't even know how to describe all this. How the what the wealth of wisdom that you have that have already passed across in this episode, and um, I know I have to probably go back again to listen to this again and make my notes but thank you so much um for coming um before i let you go do you have any upcoming projects or any event that you want to promote um i mean everyone can visit
2: my website um dot com, and you will be able to find the links to um the different projects I'm working on specifically Nuri Lens. It's a wooden eyewear collection and it comes with blue light blocking lenses, um, especially for those who spend long hours in front of their computers. And you can check us out on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Pinterest, we're on Facebook. Um, So yeah. And our website is NuriLens.co, N-U-N as in Nancy, U-R as in Robert, I-L as in Larry, E-N as in Nancy, S, NuriLens.co.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, guys. Uh, You know how we do it. I will have the link to her website on this episode um, so that you can go check her out. Um, They can find your Instagram and, and all your social media contact on your website, right? Absolutely, yes. Awesome. Okay, guys, I will have the website. Make sure after listening to this, Head over to the description of this episode to check out her website, and please, please make use of it. Okay, um, well, thank you so much again for stopping by, and I've enjoyed talking to you, and, and I've learned a lot. And um, and I'm sure my listeners, uh, wherever they are, just clapping for you right now because they, are, you, you have, um, you have impacted them a lot, you know, in this episode. And uh, I am greatly, I, you know appreciative of you for coming here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out my podcast in any way you like to listen to your podcast. And please follow us uh, in Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Remember, we release new episode every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Time. So make sure you come back again for another amazing episode. All right, I'm your host, Connie, signing out. Bye-bye.